Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Put us on a medium heat for one hour approximately. You got yourself... A hot podcast. Hello, Ed Gamble. Welcome. My name is James Acaster. This is the Off Menu Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I should explain. Um, we're sort of towards the end of the day now, and uh, me and James have had uh, one and a half cans of beer. We're celebrated. We've, we've done three podcasts in one day. They've all been fantastic. You'll be able to hear them all very soon. And now we're doing these. Well, this is one of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is one of them. To be fair. Yeah. This is the Off Menu Podcast where we talk to a special guest and get them to describe their dream meal. Yes, we're going to ask them what their but the best ever starter main course, dessert, side dish and drink are that they've ever had. And today's guest is... It's Rose McGowan, James. It's Rose McGowan. Needs no introduction. Rose McGowan is an actress, activist, author. She just had her new book come out called Brave, for example. Oh, get that book. Uh, we're, uh, it's unbelievable that we've managed to get Rose on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no beating about that. I'm sure no one who subscribes to this podcast <laughs> ever expected us to land this. <laughs> but there we are. Rose McGowan is on the podcast. It's very exciting. But even though we've got Rose McGowan on the podcast, let me tell you, if Rose McGowan mentions the secret ingredient, I will have no qualms in chucking them out of the restaurant. No, you're good like that. It's yeah. the same treatment for all the guests. Absolutely. 
So, the secret ingredient this week that Rose is not allowed to mention is... Foam. Foam, foam in all its forms. Ma- the foam. scourge of fine dining restaurants. I I don't see the point in it. No point. I think it's just... Uh, I'm sure it, you know, it takes a bit of skill to make it. I bet but... it saves money as well. I bet it saves money because mm. if you have like an intense sauce, you need more flavour to pack it in there. But if you put it in a foam, it's probably like an eighth of the ingredients. Absolutely. That's my conspiracy theory. They're playing us for fools and we all know it. So if Rose McGowan says foam, she's out. Bye-bye, Rose. Apologies. Thank you so much for coming in, but you're out. You've said foam. Bye-bye. And with that in mind, oh, I think that's her at the door right now. Rose McGowan. Welcome to the Dream Restaurant, Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. for. Oh, here he is. Welcome, Rose McGowan, <laughs> to the restaurant. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, do you. Do you like the look of the place? The look of the place is fantastic. You have a lot of pop chips, and I hear they're <laughs> sponsoring you, so I thought I should mention them. <laughs> You're a very good job. You've mentioned them much, much more than we have already. Yeah, and when they, when they got into the sponsorship deal, they had no idea you would be plugging them, so I think they'll be absolutely pop over chips, the moon. Pop chips, pop chips, pop chips. <laughs> there. I think we need more money now. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you more money, I'm sure of it. Now, you were saying uh, beforehand that uh, you, uh, is it fair to say you hate food? Is that right? I don't know if I hate food. I hate the intrusion of food. I find it to be a bit of a bother. Uh, I like nice food, of course, but I don't go out of my way for it. If it happens, that's nice. If it doesn't, then I'll eat just to survive. Yeah. If I could take a pill and not deal with it, that would be fine too. Oh, so you're a pill person. No, yeah. I'm not a pill person, but if there no, but was no. no we weren't accusing you of being Thank a pill you. person in general. <laughs> just saying there are, there are if people. There, if there, there were people. an alternative. Yeah, there are people yeah. who would have the food pill. Yeah. 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 I think everyone on the planet can fall into two categories of people who would take the food pill and people who would want to keep eating yeah. food. Right. I'm, I fall under the, the pill category. Yeah. But don't yeah. take that quote out of context, anyone no, out there. No, please yeah. don't. Rose is not saying... <laughs> I am not a pill popper. It's not my jam. Generally a pill person. That I'm from not... California. We like things that make us eat. Yeah. Right. Like, that give us the munchies, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you, you were saying that you, you would like to do your own uh, TV show uh, where you uh, go to gourmet restaurants. Is that right? I, I kind of have this fantasy of doing a show where... Fancy chefs try to force me to eat their food, and I <laughs> go to McDonald's or Taco Bell afterwards. You don't have Taco Bell in England. Which we is, do. We do now. There's what? a very new addition. We Where? have. Uh, I think there's one quite near. Quite near here. There's definitely one in Hammersmith. There's one in Fulham Broadway. A Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Taco My Bell's, life has yeah. changed. Some London Taco Bells. All right, London. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a staple on the menu? That, unless you're going to mention it later on. No, it's a bean and cheese burrito with no onions, but add sour cream and one hard shell taco with a Pepsi. That is the it's the, very specific the speed that I want to hear a yeah. fast food order set at <laughs> absolutely is that I know exactly what I want I've said it a million times before bam 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 that's sort of the spirit of this podcast as well it's not really about fancy food it's about knowing what you like ah I like that because fancy food 
It just eludes me. I especially if I get taken, and this sounds very posh, but if I do get taken to a Michelin starred restaurant, it always ends up with me scavenging for food afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm starving. So. You just hankering for some yeah. KFC or something? No, I don't do KFC. No. That one, that one's no. Yeah. But I will just do food that if I'm really hungry, I'll eat whatever just to get it over with. Right. I think that's a great idea for a TV show because uh, chefs like gourmet chefs are normally uh, they used to being lauded and appreciated. Yeah, by would, everyone. Yeah, I would not probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, take- no, there's smoke coming off of my food. For God's sake! <laughs> so that's what you you don't enjoy the theatre of food. Sometimes if they do like they they put like foams and smokes on it and things like that, you're not into it. You're not. Into it just it. means I won't like it. I know yeah. it. I grew up in Tuscany. And right. um, that food kind of spoiled me for, and then I got sent to America in the late 80s, and that was a shock to my food system and others, parts of my system, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I never quite got over. Yeah. And what was like, the big difference there? In Tuscany, what were you having to eat compared to what you then had to eat in oh America? Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> well, Tuscany is, you know, like a penne arrabbiata or like the penne with the spicy tomato sauce or like just a, a simple, the tomatoes in Tuscany are better than tomatoes anywhere else mm. pretty much. So anything with tomatoes, just, you know, buffalo mozzarella with some lovely sliced tomato, they're balsamic and olive oil. You really can't beat it. And then I got sent to America and it was orange cheese, literally called American <laughs> cheese, which kind of says it all. Yeah, that's very plasticky and melt. It's yeah. just like, yeah, you get gluey, I'd say. Gluey. And I actually wrote that in my book, Brave. That's out right now. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm like, dear America, why is your cheese orange? When, <laughs> but seriously, like, when did cheese become actually orange? Yeah, who decided that? Because that's not... No, that's, no. Some, that's some marketing genius. It appeals to you as a kid. Because, like, yeah, when I was a kid, definitely the well, orange cheese looked tastier. Right. We have red red Leicester here, right? Which yeah. is like our orange. I think you can find good red Leicesters, but yeah, it's not it's not it's, a natural it's color. It's not a naturally anyway. occurring no, color. No, no, not at all. It, the jump from actual Italian food to Italian American food must have been pretty difficult. Oh God, I uh, I also write about this in my book. The first thing, the first time I saw you know pasta in America, I got very excited and. It turned out to be one congealed blob on the plate that I lifted with a fork all at once, and there was water underneath it. And I started crying because I knew my life was never going to be the same. Yeah, add into the water. Your tears yeah. just flowed into my the pasta water. My tears flowed yeah. into the pasta water, and it didn't make it any better. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that was the chef's tears anyway. He'd come from Italy, and he was probably yeah. He's like, forget it. End. We're done. What have I become? Can we start you with some water? Would you like still or sparkling? Still. Always still? Always still. Why is this? Because the bubbles pop my stomach out in a very strange way. I don't. Apparently they settle other people's stomachs, but they don't do that to me. I just oh. get like a four-month pregnancy look, just <laughs> super chic, and what one always wants to look like, of course. So I avoid bubbles, See? and now you know. <laughs> this is an exclusive we've got. An exclusive. <laughs> bubbles make, make your stomach pop. Um, I, oh, think I, I understand that. I'm the same with sparkling water. It makes me feel a bit bloated before a meal. You don't yeah. you want to you want to feel sort of fresh and empty before a lovely big meal. I think. Yes, fresh and empty. Fresh and empty. <laughs> the that's... story of my life. <laughs> that actually could have been your book title. Fresh it? and empty. You've, you've already gone with brave. That's yeah. already done. It's you my next to... book title. Yeah, yeah. Fresh, fresh and, and empty. empty. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, no, so, so, so does that mean you steer clear of sodas? 
just across the board. No, if I drink a Coca-Cola, I can't drink it with a straw, though, because that seems to make my stomach pop out. But if I do it without a straw, I seem to manage it. Now you know even more about my stomach situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. So straws are the actual, ba- which is good news that they're trying to get rid of straws anyway. Yeah, it is right? good news for me. So like, and yeah. good news for the planet. Yeah, so in that order, though. In that order. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, yeah, it, 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 whoever, you know, even the person who cares about the environment, you know, more than anyone else, probably would still put things in that order. Yeah, I of think like so. themselves first. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Save yourselves, man. Yeah. Um, right, Papadoms on bread. Papadoms on bread, Rose. Papadoms on bread. Papadom. Very good answer. Are you, you're a fan. You're a fan of papadoms. I do like papadom. I like naan better. But you didn't offer me naan. You said bread. Well, naan falls under bread. It does fall under bread, but it's a specific kind of bread. So yeah. I was imagining either papadum or like a nice crusty sourdough. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, if we told you you could have any bread. I would do butter naan. In the world or any papadum you've ever had. Oh, but uh, bread. So you would still go for the bread. Yeah. You'd go for the bread. The now that I know that I have a, a wide open bread range. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can just imagine instead of cows on a range, I just see bread everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or do you see them like, yeah. yeah. Walking around. Yeah. yeah. On the field. All the different types of bread all in the same field. All in the same free range bread. <laughs> How are they all behaving? How's the sourdough? What's the sourdough loaf up to? If you- Crusty and sour and in a bad mood all the time. Just walking around in a bad mood. Just barking with a pinched expression on their face. Yeah, oh, but, but look over on the hill. There's some brioche. Uh, oh, hello, brioche. <laughs> how, how, how's that behaving? <laughs> It's just laying there, taking in the sun. Yeah, of course oh, it yeah, is. Getting course. nice and golden. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it would. <laughs> oh, but uh, if you look over over there, you've got uh, you've got some, uh, what, what kind of other bread can you have, Ed? Help Rye bread? Here. Well, the, na- the naan's got to come in at some point. What's the naan bread doing? This naan, the, yeah, this, this naan the naan bread. bread is just puffy and happy and just running all over the land i think <laughs> it would be a bit more yeah running around are you gonna have to go and wrangle it in You're i'm gonna, gonna wrangle to, with yeah. my lasso yeah. i'm gonna it's gonna be like the wild west yeah. except for with bread yeah. i'm gonna use a pasta noodle as a lasso <laughs> <laughs> perfect ideal this is the first time i've ever thought we could do a whole podcast about bread yeah this feels like yeah, yeah. there's a whole world there's a whole universe now so that the whole we've universe invented. we have yeah another That's show for us <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one's for the Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bread farm. Bread, bread farm. Yeah, bread farm. Yeah, I like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. I like it. Got a bread farm. <laughs> um, so, so your bread that you would like is the naan bread. Is that yes, right? Yes, please. And butter naan. Butter naan bread. Yes. Uh, is there a certain place you've had it? Is the best you've ever had? Probably in India. Oh yeah. In Delhi. Oh, lovely. I would say, but I don't remember the name of the restaurant. But it was, mm. it, you know. Ground zero for non, probably. Mm. Right, yeah. So, you know, best go to the source. Yeah. And um, we can do that because he's a genie. He can go he's there a right genie. now and bring you back to your I'm the genie in a bottle. <laughs> gotta rub me the right way. <laughs> that was me singing for the listener. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the listener might not know. James, you really that. should sing more. That was absolutely beautiful. Well, you know, <laughs> my pleasure. I, 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 especially Just keep for Rose. singing Christina Aguilera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, only Christina. Only Christina. Ex-Tina. So we move on to your starter. My starter. Okay. My starter would be probably a lovely, I already mentioned it, but a buffalo mozzarella with some nice thinly sliced tomatoes and a lovely Italian olive oil with some balsamic 
really simple. And are we going to Tuscany for this? We're going to Tuscany for that. Not to America for that. Not to America, or no offense, England. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the people of England would take offense to the quality of their mozzarella. Yeah. Although there are some, there's some places that make good buffalo mozzarella. There's Laverstock Farm, I believe it's called, makes a lovely English buffalo mozzarella. I've well, never had an English buffalo mozzarella. Well, I, I have from Laverstock Farm. It's very, it's, it's, it's good. Delightful. It's nice. Although I wouldn't claim to be an expert on buffalo mozzarella. So where's Laverstock Farm? Is Laverstock Farm a farm where buffalo mozzarella are running around? Yes, yeah. they're all running around. Buffalo all, cheese. Yeah, yeah. They're all in a big pond and they all they climb out when they're ready. They're, they're, they're next door to the bread farm. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. To me, I think that's asking for trouble, isn't it? <laughs> that is. Putting those farms neighbouring each other. A lot of strange sounds come from each direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if they get winds that, you know, of what's over the fence. Yeah. What's going to happen to them and yeah. how they're going to... Did you guys see uh, Sausage Party, the movie? Yes, I did. So that's the animated film where the, they figure out they're going to be eating is all the food. Does. Yes, yes. And now I'm imagining all the bread screaming and running away from the, the bread slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, but only to run into the cheese farm. Only yeah. to run into the cheese farm. No! <laughs> and then having to explain to the cheeses, which, you know, I do like the thought of the buffalo mozzarella climbing out of the pond. That sounds nice. That sounds nice. Too. I saw it in a more romantic way. I was thinking that one of the mozzarellas falls in love with one of the breads oh, over the nice. fence. And then the end is they end up as a sandwich. So you're a romantic. I'm a romantic, you see. <laughs> At the end, the mozzarella ends up in, a, in between the bread in a, in a lovely sandwich and they're together forevermore. Together forevermore. Is that the same? It's not- until they're digested. Yeah, until they're digested, yeah. and then that's the sequel. And which that's is- the sequel, which is something else entirely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was no, we don't can- need to go there. And James can sing Christina Aguilera's "Dirty" for the theme tune to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll sing it now. Go for it. All I know is "Dirty." <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> well, that was me singing it. Just for everyone. That, that was, was James again. Yeah, I sang that. Um, that's a that sounds like a very and, and sounds like quite a fresh starter as well. Christina Aguilera, for a while, she was like one of the judges on The Voice, wasn't she? I think she was, yeah. I, so. I didn't see it, but I... I got quite addicted to watching um, the blind auditions on YouTube. Oh, are they great? I just, you know, where you kind of want to watch stuff just to make yourself, make yourself get emotional. Mm. And it works. Like, ah, it really Every time. works. Because most of those talent shows, it's like, yeah, if it's uh, Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent or whatever people go on and if they're not good then the judge does the X Mm. so that the judge only presses a button if they don't like it and it's all negative whereas the voice they press the button if it's good and if they like it and then they turn around and the singer gets to see one of their favourite you know so uh, the voice comes out of something that usually doesn't match yeah, that's, that's the idea. Yeah. It's like, oh, the, the music industry is based on the way people look and this is supposed to be to counteract that and it's I just like all that. about the voice. Yeah. That's happy. Yeah. But when they don't press the button, I'd say that's sadder than when they get voted off Britain's Got Talent because then they're just performing to the backs of chairs and then yeah. it just finishes. It didn't even make it as far as the turnaround. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. <laughs> but then they do turn around and they're very nice to them. They don't turn oh, around good. and say they were yeah. awful. They turn around and be like, here's what I liked about it, but here's what I think you could work on. And then they, it's a, it's a good Sounds chat. Sounds like a positive experience. More positive. Ish. Especially when one of them's Christina Aguilera and like sometimes she's got up and she's sung with them. She would like sing a song with them like oh, out of nowhere nice. and then they don't, they don't expect that. Dirty. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she only knows that yeah, bit as well. She only knows that bit as well. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, Christina, you, you write can, can you write one more lyric? Yeah. Just one more word. <laughs> no, no, I'll just sing dirty for the whole thing. 
but yeah, it's it's a. I mean, that's my. Do you, do you have anything that you go to on YouTube to 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 make you cry? Um, I watch crime scene reenactments on YouTube. Nice. And Boston Terrier puppies. Those two things are really big in my household. Oh, I hope there's no crossover episodes. <laughs> no, not yet. But that would be really sad, if, unless the Boston Terrier was like the detective. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be all right. That I agree. Awesome. I'd watch that. <laughs> That's my That's a impression. Good one. That's impression of a Boston that yeah. works. As a detective, yeah. If you don't know what a Boston Terrier is, they're black and white with googly eyes. <laughs> very cute. They have googly eyes. They have real googly eyes. I had one and their eyes went in different directions and blinked at different speeds. Amazing. They're quite epic. <laughs> so like, what, so what after the other, it would do, close yeah, its eyes so, and open Well, them. it would also lay between you and someone else and it would be like, is he looking at you? Yes, he's also looking at me. <laughs> oh, it's that's a, nice. Yeah, you're never, you're never losing affection from the dog. You're never alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's always one eye on you. It's like a scary painting. <laughs> His yeah. name was Fester. Bless. Oh, the Adams family character. Yeah. yeah, but I actually named him because oh. he always looked like he was getting fired from a job or something. So it looked like he had a festering wound in his psyche. So it was more about that. But sure, Adams family. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think you can see why we thought Adams family, but okay, I prefer, of course, I prefer but it was actually deeper. Yeah, he, like so he, had, a, he had a festering wound in his psyche. I'm sorry, my dog has a festering wound in his psyche. It's not your face. It's just how he looks. <laughs> So I love the idea of a dog look, always looking like it's getting fired from oh a job. Oh my God, it's like the pink slip of life was just coming at him every moment. I was like, I know you're happy and have a good life, but you really don't look like it. So try to put a little jolly face on so people don't think I'm abusing you or something. <laughs> Poor thing. Having that pep talk with your dog. Yeah. Uh, every day. But yeah, it's calling to its boss's office and just like, come on, you, you, you haven't cracked any cases in weeks. You're the worst detective on the force. <laughs> Because Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you leave here with that festering wound in your psyche. <laughs> Looking all sad. Aww. That's like a very cute, cute dog. Fester the dog. Fester the dog. I've never heard you talk about having pets, Ed. Uh, what, what would you like to hear? Have you ever had a pet? I had a cat called Bruno. Aww. It was very sweet. What was it called? Was Bruno? it a family cat or yours? It was a family cat when I uh, yeah lived at home. We had a cat called Bruno. He's called Bruno because it uh, we got him the same week that Frank Bruno won the heavyweight championship of the world. Okay. So we called him Bruno because it was a big moment in there. different big moment for naming pets. You're going for the positive. Yeah. I'm going for the you know some Kafkaesque sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> Yours is inspired by Kafka as well, right? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. The, the boxer read it in the ring. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the first page, unfortunately, because the gloves meant he couldn't. Yeah, turn. gloves off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very true. That's, that's the curse of being a boxer. Isn't it? Curse, you can't read. Mm, it's really curse. hard to turn the page. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't turn pages. You can't text. Can't text. What else can't you do? <laughs> I mean, most things. Most I'd say. things, yeah. really. You can really only punch people. Yeah. yeah. No wonder that's the profession yeah. they went into. It works well for them. Yeah. Got to do it. I say it's a violent sport, but what other choice do they have? Yeah, there's, there's really none. They can't, yeah. there's nothing. You can't, can't even, even hold a pencil. Hand, yeah. <laughs> That's why they just bump each other yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the with their fists. Yes, at the start. Um, Buffalo mozzarella, your dish here. Um, it does seem like it's such a simple dish. It is. I like about three to four ingredients max. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because that has to just be quality just ingredients. Have, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, that's one of the things I notice in London a lot. They put a lot of ingredients in one dish. I don't know. But uh, uh, most places, really, they do, except for Italy, which sticks to the three to four rule. Yeah. Because like, I mean, it's the Italian flag. Red, white, and green. And is that 
That's represented in a pizza. I, mean, I know, I know yeah. the flag came That's first. That's the margarita pizza. <laughs> just so you know. I think they have a pizza flag. Yeah. yeah. But the flag came first. The flag so came first. Just checking. I don't know. The I don't dish, know. I think the dish was created for someone specific and it was supposed to represent the flag. It really is just the tomato, the cheese, and the basil. Yeah. That's their flag. That's the flag. Yeah. Because if it was the pizza, then the flag. Mm. It might be, though. Italy only became, even though it was always called Italy, it was, not always, but it was, it was only, I think, in the 40s that it, they became kind of all one oh, really? dysfunctional situation together. Oh. I guess if the pizza came first, the flag would be round. True. <laughs> Maybe we can just cut off its edges. Yeah. With a pizza cutter. Yeah. Yeah. If we were to make a flag, say you've got your own country, Rose. Yes. It would be orange. The flag's orange. Fluorescent orange. Is this based on the American cheese again? No, just I like, <laughs> I, I really like fluorescent orange, not as cheese per se, but as a color. So you just have a fluorescent orange block, one just fluorescent orange flag. No, I think I'd have like probably a fist in the middle of it. Oh, a yeah. fist up. My yeah. dad said I was born with a fist raised in the air, so I'd have to have something like that. Nice. Oh, yeah. That, that's a very, what an image that is. Like you're flying like Superman. No, it's more of like a power fist. Like the Rage Against the Machine logo. Kind of. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Ed knowing how to translate something for me there. <laughs> Remember your teens. The bands that I like. It's like the Fistagon, the Rage Against oh, yeah, the Machine yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. <laughs> but here's the, here was the full question I was going to ask, but I, I, I like that we've got that from you. If we were to, if there's a flag and it's based on like a food thing, like your national dish of your country, a Taco Bell flag. So you just be the Taco Bell logo. <laughs> My flag is the Taco Bell logo. Yes, that's it. And it, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, the Taco Bell logo. Raise fist still. Raise fist in the, in the middle of the taco. Yeah. <laughs> Punching us hard shell taco. I hold it. 
Okay, my main course is, I'm going to be really honest, I like mushy food. Uh Um, I don't like chewing that much. I find that is also boring. (laughs) Um, I don't like chewy food, so I'd have to go with just a spaghetti with tomato, a pasta with a tomato and basil, cooked al dente, with some lovely fresh tomatoes and a sprinkling of Parmesan, but the kind of slivered kind, not the powder kind. Right. The powder powder kind of Parmesan is awful. Awful. It is awful, right? It's awful. It's like the it's dust mealy. from the bottom of a cage. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. It's like a hamster cage. Yeah, shouldn't uh, happen. No. I can't believe we've not had that as one of our ingredients, our oh, secret yeah. ingredients. Yeah. We, we, each episode, we have an ingredient that if the guest says it, we chuck them out of the restaurant. Uh, it's, it's always an a, a, a ingredient we don't like, and oh. that is a very good one for That'd a future episode. That would be a good episode. future one. Yeah, I okay. think so. That is, yeah, that's... If they pick that, they yeah, get if, chucked if, out of the restaurant. Out, we, we'll, we'll chuck them out on the Can you chuck them out of the podcast? Yeah. Wow, that's tough. We're, we're hoping it doesn't happen, really. Yeah. You're, you're going to send me to some restaurant with foaming food. Yeah. 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 Well, here's the thing. Yeah. And that is perfect. Your episode, our secret ingredient that we would have chucked you out for is foam. Really? Yeah. That was what it was going to really? be. Really? Genuinely, it was yeah, going to be foam. It was, it was genuinely foam. Are you and just, now you've come out against foam. So I'm against foam. So like, you, are, you own I'm, the restaurant now, Tony. You basically, you're, you're, you're my boss now. <laughs> That's very good that you you just you completely on the yeah. same page. That's it really true. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That was our for our, but it was it was foam for your episode, and you have uh, made it very clear that that's the last thing. I'm anti. That's just your idea of hell. It kind of I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah. Say. It is my idea of hell. Little tiny things that are foaming, not so much. No, I mean, what's the point? Exactly. That's like, what I think. When, when they go on about when you watch one of those shows and they're like, "We've added some foam," and you're like, oh. "You're like, why?" Yeah. Just put the actual ingredient on. You don't. Why yeah. foam? I don't want to pretend. I don't want to be in a bath. It's like. No, I think they're trying to be very creative, and I appreciate the look of things. I just mm. don't want to eat the thing. Yeah. No one's walking around going, "I'm really hungry." What do you foam. fancy? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Green foam, if you can swing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's any foam around? Then, uh, God, yeah. there's only foam. T- what are you craving tonight? Foam. Oh, just, <laughs> yeah. just a big. Sometimes you just want a big bowl of foam, don't you? <laughs> Really take the edge off. <laughs> so you got fresh tomatoes in your pasta as well? Yes. I have a question about the pasta, though. Yes. Yeah. First of all, the basics. You I say like you linguine. Don't like, you, say, you say you don't like chewing, though. And you've right. had it cooked al dente, which right. literally means to the teeth. But that's a soft <laughs> chew. It's not like, okay. it's not, that's a very good, uh, thank you for that translation. Thank you. Um, very <laughs> I good, thought very I should good. let you know, you've not been to Italy for a while. Yeah, <laughs> you, you only grew up there, Rose, you probably don't yeah, know. Yeah. It was for the listener, it was for the listener, not for Rose. Um, it's not as chewy as, say, steak, mm, Sure. right, or something that you have to really masticate. I just wanted to use that word. Very good. <laughs> thank you. In terms of like chewy foods, what's your uh, nightmare? My nightmare chewy food. I think it'd be like probably steak with gristle with the fat okay. in it because then you're sure. just chewing and chewing and then you have to spit it into your napkin and hide it in the plant. It's a whole Well, situation. you don't have to do that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's many little chewed up gristle <laughs> napkins. Many chewed up, yeah, plant. I've left many little like Hansel and Gretel chewy things in my wake. Just growing a little gristle tree out of yeah. the plant pot. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> they wonder why their plant is doing so, so well yeah. and growing a steak <laughs> off its leaf. <laughs> <laughs> once my when we were kids, my brother once um just I think we were told like you gotta finish your main to have dessert. Right. Uh at my auntie and uncle's house. And um he uh he was eating a particularly it was a chewy bit of gristle and he was just there for ever until you know, people noticed and were like, 
you you don't have to eat like he thought the rules were yeah he took the yeah, rules very seriously clean your plate. Thing. so he was just there just steadily chewing this bit of meat for like just uh, probably approaching 20 minutes it was a very long time oh wait have you ever eaten tripe it's disgusting i, I was forced to eat that and i took one bite and that was chewy hell really and also it's cow's stomach lining i mean yeah mm. F off at that point. <laughs> and I was 11. It just didn't go well. Oh, that's too, too oh. young for tripe. I was going to say tripe at 11. What was this? Mean, cruel people. Yeah. <laughs> My mother. <laughs> well, is that, did your mother like it? I guess so. But it's the only time I remember her ever making it. So maybe she didn't like it that much. Oh, she made it. So this is a home-cooked yeah, tripe. Yeah, home-cooked tripe. Was this in Italy? No, this is when we came to America, oh, which wow. is even worse. <laughs> American tripe. Ugh. American tripe. American tripe. That's, that's, uh, sounds like the new Green Day album. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they would make. Chewy, chewy songs. Chewy, chewy songs. Yeah, that doesn't sound nice at no. all. So tripe is your like nightmare. That is a nightmare. Nightmare chew food. Chewy yeah, food. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Because I think you just keep chewing and nothing happens. It yeah. doesn't get any softer and it doesn't go down. And it's ugly. Yeah. Whereas with a pill. That works neatly and you only need water, sometimes even without water. Straight down. Straight down. Taking care of all of your needs. Do you would, you, make- would you want the pill to be flavoured or do you... You oh, wouldn't yeah. need that. It's literally just just the pill. Just pop it down. Just pop it down. No flavor. Not like a Willy Wonka situation where no, it that develops. That would be nice. Like if it were like a lemon drop or something like that. That could be nice. It could be a dissolvable. I haven't thought on it that much, but now that I think about it, yes, a oh, lemon drop would be nice. A dissolvable. You don't even need to. You don't even no need water. to swallow it. though. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sublingual. Yeah. No chewing at all. Although some liquids, it's good to chew them. I beg your pardon. I was told with wine, it's good to chew wine. I don't know. Because it releases the flavour. Someone's Is having that you true? on someone's having you on there, yeah, mate. Someone I got told, told you that? I got told by a sommelier. Chew. Chew the wine. You probably mean just swill it around, right? No, no. You do, you do a chewy motion, like you're chewing it. It works. Is that why every time we go out you end up just spilling wine out your mouth? Yeah. Excellent. Is this why you've had no second dates after? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Just chewing wine with my mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> I was told. I mean, feel free to write in if you are a sommelier, but as far as Is I know, I, I don't think you're supposed to chew wine. <laughs> I think you're supposed to are chew wine. Are you thinking wine. of wine gums? I'm not uh, so unattractive. <laughs> oh, you mean, I thought you meant when you drink the wine and your gums turn oh, purple. Oh, yeah, no, that is unattractive. <laughs> yeah. Wine gums are a type of sweet, which are also probably quite unattractive. But yeah, the red wine mouth not is so, not good. Not, no, no, bless. <laughs> it's a real... Uh, it's a turn on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. After chewing with his mouth open and his gums and teeth turn purple. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd like to see a, a fellow chewer walking through it. No, it really, it really undermines the person because they don't know it. They don't know yeah, it. And you're trying just to look in their eyes because you don't want to look in their mouth, but you can't help it. Yeah. They look like a monster. Kind of, yeah. A scary monster. Scary monster. Especially if they are a bit tipsy. And they're, and they're tipsy, but they're kind of trying to carry themselves like they're completely not. Mm. And yet there's this dead giveaway all over their mouth. All over their mouth. And usually their lips, too. Yeah. So they're just trying to be it's like... It's getting better and better, isn't mm. it? For you home visualizers. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, this is the most yeah most visual episode. Don't chew your wine. Don't chew your wine. No, do chew your wine. No, don't chew your wine. Don't chew your wine. Chew your wine. <laughs> Look, we're, we're divided on this issue, but like... We're divided. It's two against one. Yeah. I haven't tried chewing other drinks, but maybe if I did... It'd be good. But I, I don't know. I, Releases the flavour. Don't chop your water. You chop, you it, chop, chop your, it up first. Dice, dice your water up so it's in little chunks no, for you. No, not so you've got to chop it up first. 
Just saying, you know, when you're thinking about you chew it. Don't chop, don't chop it up. <laughs> oh, only a madman would try and chop up their drink. Do you make pasta at home? I do. Do you throw it against the wall? I don't. How do you test it? With my mouth. Throw it against your mouth. I throw it against my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if it sticks to the roof of your mouth, if it's it sticks ready. to my face, yeah. it's ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't say I open my mouth, I just throw it against my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Just there, closed mouth, pass it on your face, and then someone comes in with red wine lips and you go, oh, it's really quite undignified. <laughs> it's really quite undignified. May I chew your wine for you? For you. It's a check of it. Yeah. Um, so you, so you, you just. You just, you just Pop it, in, pop it in the mouth. Pop it in the mouth. No, no throwing it against the wall. No, I think that's a stuff. wife's tale. Yeah. Plus you get stuff on your walls. Yeah, yeah. sure. You then got to clean the wall up after. It's a whole it's situation. A, it's, a, it's a long climb down, isn't it? From it's just, a long climb down yeah. from the ceiling. So what, what was in this pasture again? I'm just trying to remember now. Just tomato and basil and parmesan. Really simple. Maybe linguine or an angel hair. It so depends. why is that this, the, your, one of your favorites? I just like it because it's so simple. And if they're really good ingredients, it. I'm, I'm what they call a super taster. I have... Uh, extraordinary taste buds, but no, but things oh. that are very mild tasting to other people taste like a lot to me. Oh, mm. is, it, is this an actual thing? I've never heard of a super taster. This is a, a an actual thing. Diagno- diagnose yes. thing, and you're a super taster. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so things like tapioca, yeah. which tastes like nothing to most people, I think, tastes like a lot to me. Wow. So yeah. this kind of explains as well why you don't like... Too many ingredients. Gourmet food, Correct. too many ingredients, stuff like that. It, it's, it's literally too much for me almost, yeah. When did you find out you were a super taster? About five years ago. I, I did a, a series of tests at Harvard, actually, because I lost my smell in a freak accident, my sense of smell. But they were studying me because I could still taste. Right. Oh, wow. Which is, you know, it's normally interrelated. And uh, I got hit in the head with a car door in a freak valet accident in Los Angeles. You know how that happens. Yes. And it knocked, it. if you get hit, I guess, because I know a snowboarder, the same thing, he hit his head in this one same spot. And it just... He could still taste as well. Right. But he also hit his head again like a year later and it came back. So I'm hoping that if I just get in the freak car accident again. Just keep looking for clumsy valets. Keep looking for clumsy valets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So you're, so car door hit your head, you lost your sense of smell. But then is that when you became a super taster or you were a super taster before? I think I might have been before, but you don't notice it as much with a sense of smell. It's a cool okay. origin origin story if you became yeah. a super taster because of the I think of the I did or, yeah. because before I never noticed, but afterwards everything became kind of like a taste explosion and too much. Oh, there's a comic book in that as well, isn't That's it? crazy as well because I thought your sense of smell it is. would enhance, would, would make things taste They're more. They're connected, right? Yeah. Right. But instead losing it made you the super taster. For me, yes. Wow. But that's also why they were studying me at Harvard Medical School because, but then my doctor died of a brain tumor and that study ended. Sorry, rest in peace. Wow. That's now a, you know that, the saga. What a twist. You did not build us up to that in Big any way. No, I'm sorry. I just, just, just brought Debbie Downer right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right in there. <laughs> right in there. But so you started going to Harvard. How often would you have to go there for tests? I would go like once every couple months. I was in okay. New York, so just go down to Boston, which is like a couple states away. And what would they do? What were the tests? Just they were stuff. just they would have like strips on my tongue, like uh-huh. seeing like the acid levels and and trying to get me to smell things. I think, but I couldn't. I can smell oranges. Okay. Oh wow. Which is good since that's my favorite color. Yes. Um, <laughs> my orange flag. The flag yeah. will smell of oranges. But it is as well. really yeah. interesting not being able to smell is is I've had to get you know like gas monitors for my house and things like that because because oh, oh, yeah. I accidentally left the gas on one night and didn't know because I couldn't smell it. Yeah. 
there are some inherent dangers that come with not smelling. Absolutely. But then, yeah, you're so. And I can only use all the same bath products I've always used because I don't know what else, you know, I don't want to smell like, I don't know, Axe cologne or something yeah, on accident. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh, that so your sponsor? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, also oh, our sponsor. No. That and pop chips. Yeah. <laughs> and they're interchangeable. You can use them both for the same you thing. You just spray your pop chips with some Axe cologne. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They go down pretty smooth. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you you so you you won't appreciate that uh, th- this this genie uh, for your episode. I smell like uh, chocolate. I'm sorry. I thought I'd smell like chocolate for this episode. Hot chocolate. Yeah, hot chocolate's genie. nice. So I like the way it tastes. Yeah, I always smell different. That's what people don't know about the genie in this thing. I always smell different for each episode. Chocolate today isn't for, it? The, for the for the guest. Yeah, I always put a different. Different like, different, different fragrance. Your, yeah. Uh, yeah, I smell like hot chocolate today with marshmallows. I've only got four senses. Yeah. Yeah. But one if, of them, one one of them, them four and a half. Yeah. You get one, your taste 4. is one 5. and a half, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Here's the thing. Let's say I get another genie in who deals in other stuff, not just food. And this genie can uh, bring back your sense of smell, but... I have to trade something else? Yeah, just trade a different sense. No. Or you get the I think super. that's probably the best scent to lo- the best sense to mm. lose if you have to lose one. Which is, I'm not saying you know I'm, I'm being very jokey about it, but it was quite devastating. Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, apologies to turn it into a fun little hypothetical. No, it's okay. But I, I don't think there's another sense that I would trade for that. No, I think it makes New York in the summer on the subway is totally palatable and okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I sat down next to a lady and I was like, oh, a free seat, and I looked at her and I believe she was covered in feces, and I thought, oh well. I'll yeah, just sit here. This is great. This is fine. Really lucked Everyone out. Everyone else is like hiding in the other end of the cab, but I'm yeah. I'm okay. They're hugging that lady. I yep. gave her a kiss goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What's been Thank here. you. Thank you. But she had lost her sense of hearing, so that was uh, yeah, so she so, couldn't yeah, hear that. She couldn't hear that. She was just like, who's this strange person trying to kiss my feces? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to your side dish now. I would say spinach sautéed with a little bit of garlic and olive oil. Mm. Very nice. simple. I have a very simple palate. Yeah, but, but very tasty. So it's not, like, it's not simple in a kind of like, it's uh, these are still like pretty delicious. Yeah, classy absolutely. Dishes. These yeah. aren't for kids. Yeah. I like spinach even when I was little. Really? Because yeah. of Popeye? Well, I, no, I never saw pop. I grew up in a commune, so we didn't really have much exposure to the outside world for oh. like the first 10, 11 years of my life. But um, I like spinach then and I like it now. I didn't know spinach was a thing that kids weren't supposed to like. No one ever told me, see. Right. That's, I think that's, I think that's true it, about right? spinach. I think you, you hear you're not supposed to like it. Yeah. People are like, yuck, spinach, you won't, you won't like that. I got told that a lot as a kid. Mm. You won't like that. And I did, I did like quite a lot of things. So I used to try and prove people wrong by enjoying it. <laughs> spinach, especially, I uh, once was in the Caribbean and I got brought this thing called uh, Callaloo, which is like spinach soup. Uh-huh. And I was little and, and I said, good. oh, it's spinach. Oh, yuck. I'm not supposed to like spinach. And my mum said to me, you know, Papa eats spinach and it makes him really strong. And I ate the whole bowl. Did you get strong? No, unfortunately not. I did not. <laughs> I knew James would enjoy that story. Did your muscles snap out of your t-shirt <laughs> as a really, nine-year-old? Really weird, muscly looking kid. <laughs> oh, I really like it that you fell for the old Popeye yeah. line. Yeah, oh, I know. Of course, yeah. Oh, you're trying bless. to be strong like Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> and was it, is this a dish that, uh, like, do you have this quite regularly? Or, do you, or is it something At that restaurants. I've, I've never really made it for myself. I'm always shocked by the amount of spinach it takes just to make a little spinach blob. Oh, it's crazy. Ah, yes. It's like an entire bag to make a small 
like half yeah. a fistful. Yeah. It's, it's it a all trick. just shrivels down. Yeah, you think you've bought your dinner, but no, no, you've bought half of a side dish. Right, yeah. It doesn't feel economical, does it? It does not. It's like, yeah, that's a whole bag. I think, you know, that'll be three days. It fools me every time as well. Yeah, it's a I deep think trick. that be enough. Because it yeah. takes up so much room in the fridge as well. It's like putting a whole p- pillow in your fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I sleep on, my spinach pillow. <laughs> yeah, in this, in this uh, fantasy farm that we've yeah. created. This fantasy farm. <laughs> Everything's made of food. The farmer sleeps on a spinach pillow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we, we put like getting a, a wok full of spinach and just watching it all. Because to begin with as well, I tend to overload it, the mm-hmm. wok. So there's too much spinach in there. And then it goes down to nothing. Yeah, but originally I think I've, I've really I've, I've really, really done up. it. This is, this is it. Because Are you a good cook? Do you cook? No. No. I, I, I try and cook, but I'm not good. Good. But... A for effort. Because I've made it, it tastes good to me. Oh. I wouldn't yeah. cook for other people. But I'm, <laughs> I'm eating it going like, ah. Oh, well done, feel, well done me. This is yeah. great, yeah. I feel good about myself. But also, you said about pasta earlier. That's the opposite, I'd say, to the spinach. Pasta, I always put some, I never think I've done it, I put in nothing. So I put the pasta in the water and I look in, I thought, I've not put enough in there. And then it grows. And then I put some more in because I think I've not put enough in. And then when I get it out, I'm like, this is enough to feed the entire school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You really need, like, if you're making an O with your hand, like, that's about the amount of pasta for Ah, one person. That's a good tip. Really? Yeah. If you make an O and you fill your hand, fill your O. Fill your your O. That didn't sound right either. <laughs> That's a Christina Aguilera song, right? Yeah, I, I believe so, on the voice especially. Yes. Yeah, it's fill your eye. Because there's, there's those proper pasta measurers, right, that you can buy. Yes. But they're just basically different size O's. Those are different size O's. Yeah, you're being fooled out your money there. Yeah, I think You've got your a, own O right here. I don't think any uh, self-respecting Italian would go with the pasta, no. whatever it's called. No. So you've just got garlic, a bit of garlic in there, a mm-hmm. bit of olive oil. Mm-hmm. I always burn garlic. when I, I try and make spinach and garlic quite a lot at home, and I've never not burned the garlic. Really? Yeah. You just, do you just, does your attention span lapse between the white and the light oh, browning? Oh, absolutely. It's like I black out momentarily and then wake up. And <laughs> wake up and your yeah. stuff's burnt. <laughs> yeah. You... Burnt garlic isn't really very good. No, it's horrible. It's mm-hmm. bitter. No, not a fan. Not a fan of burnt garlic, no. In this particular dish, you slice it, you chop it into little cubes. I'm leaving these ones kind of whole. I don't necessarily chew oh. them. I just use them for the flavor. Oh, interesting. That sounds like a better idea because mm-hmm. then you can't you can't burn it because mm-hmm. you're chucking it away. Mm-hmm. So you just put it in. You put it in yeah, the you pan. You still can burn it. You yeah, have to not. But you burn don't it. have to eat it. But you don't have to eat it. That's clever. I'd imagine Correct. burnt burnt garlic as a super taster would be an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Oh, I forgot you were a super taster for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so this particular dish. Is this a good for other super tasters out there? Would you recommend it? I would recommend it. Have it's you met a, other super tasters? No, oh, I'm sure they're nice. out there. Yeah, we've got to get. Do look. you like coriander or cilantro? Uh, I, I hate it. I don't love it. I don't mind it. A lot of people say it tastes of soap. For me, it does. I've had soap in my mouth. It did not cure my bad potty mouth, but I've had <laughs> soap in my mouth, and I can testify that it tastes exactly like Irish Spring soap. Really? Specifically Irish spring. Irish Specifically, spring which is soap. the worst soap in America. It's green and nasty to taste. That's all I have to say. And was that the brand? Did, was it to uh, stop yeah. me from swearing? Mm-hmm. 
you got wash out with soap. So that's, that's proper. Like I've heard that I've phrase. Had, I've had that. You had that. My friend's mum did it to me. Oh my god! Yeah, Your friend's like, mum. Really, really staunch Catholic woman, and we were literally running around the house swearing because we were like. It's, great right yeah me and my friend and she came and washed our mouths out with say both of you did you both tell your us. mother yes was she mad mother. yeah i think she was pretty mad she didn't yeah. show me that necessarily but i think she was yeah she was pretty mad at the time we don't see those people anymore no no Mm-mm. but that's yeah that's full on right that's crossing a major yeah, line yeah. That's, I'd say. That's, that's, that's not your kid a light form of child abuse i would say yeah, yeah. i'd say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's like neighbor abuse yeah i will i will agree i'm gonna join that. that that's i don't know if it was irish spring so i can't testify to the whether it was, it was yardly yeah yeah maybe that's why you don't like green foam because it reminds you of irish spring probably oh, yeah. possibly because it did foam yeah it foams that soap in your mouth yeah i see i never had that i'm the only one out of the three of us yeah but he told you have you ever eaten soap me and Benito, <laughs> me and the great Benito, we have never had soap in our mouths, and you two have. This is where this is where the well, there the, you go. There's the divide. The, maybe you're a super taster too. Maybe, oh, maybe. it was the soap. <gasps> yeah, maybe and you I don't am. know. You could be. You have two superpowers. What, uh, What's oh, your other one? Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you, James. Type one diabetes is not a superpower. James thinks type one diabetes. Fell in, fell in is the a Thames, he fell in the Thames. He got diabetes. That's the two events were not connected. The two events were not connected. The soap no. didn't didn't cause. The soap didn't cause the type one diabetes. Neither did falling in the Thames. Neither of. The, did you fall in the Thames? Yeah, yeah. I, I that's was, how we got diabetes. I used to then, row on the Thames and we capsized and went in the went in the Thames. And James swears blind that that's how I got type one diabetes. Is is yeah. is, are, is the Thames dirty? Awful. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Do but not full of sugar. Go for a little swim in the Thames. Do not go here. for a swim in the Thames. Note to self. <laughs> yeah. And especially as a super taster. I'm not a good swimmer, so that would also. There's no, no buffalo mozzarella climbing out the Thames. I'll tell you that. No. Does not look it's, nice. It's brown mozzarella at that yeah. point. Yeah, very sad brown sad looking brown. mozzarella. But maybe when you got your mouth washed out with soap and water, then you got super washed, taster. Yeah, I washed out all my bad taste buds, and now I've only got the good ones. Left. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. That could have been. Maybe that's it. Super tasters. I, I want you to meet more super tasters, Rose. I think this is it's I'll, quite. I'll get back to you. It's quite exciting that you're, we haven't had a super taster on the mm. podcast before. <laughs> Maybe you go to the gourmet restaurants with other super tasters, and then you all go on. Oh, there's too many ingredients in this to the, to the Michelin star chef. Yeah, I don't think we would like it. No. But I do think it would be cool to do a show where Michelin star chefs were trying to force me to like their food. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. especially as a super taster. Because I'm so also very stubborn, and I don't know how well it would go for them. <laughs> right, you would just would you no. Be, you say no. no. Would you be quite harsh as well with your crit- critiques, criticism of their food? Yes, even though it comes from a place of not being a foodie. Yeah. I would be like, as a non-foodie, here's what I have to say to you. Yeah. Because most foodie people are like, oh, Michelin star. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you can be like, look, I'm a super taster. Like, you might be a Michelin star chef. But I have but super taste. My yeah. tongue is better than yours. <laughs> Your tongue will never be Yeah, my tongue is better than yours. My tongue is better than yours. We move on to your drink now. Oh, my drink. Uh, yeah, this is your, your dream drink for the meal. See, none of my food, well, it kind of goes together. I like lemonade an awful lot, but that mm. would be strange with these dishes, wouldn't it? So I'm going to go a nice glass of, I like Opus One, that red one. It's uh-huh. a mix. Um, it's like a super Tuscan. So that would be a really a super nice. Tuscan for yeah. super Tuscan for a super taster. Hey. This is it. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. And we say it's a mix. What? What is it? I don't really know what the mix is. I just know it's a mix. I've never... I've never chewed my wine, you see. 
<laughs> would, would you like me to bring you a knife and fork for this please wine, do, by the way? Please do, please do. <laughs> Get you a knife and fork if you like. You want to cut up nicely. There's, um, um, there's a brand called, a label called Gaia, and it's G-A-J-A. Have you ever had that one? No, no. It's, it's incredible. Right. Someone once bought me a case of it, which is very nice because I never would have bought it for myself because it's around $600 per bottle. Wow. Yeah. That wow. person was rich. Yeah, that per- yeah. Keep that person in your so life. I did not buy it for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll top out at like thirty, forty dollars a bottle. Yeah, I yeah. think you can get a- really nice wines for that price, right? It should I be fine. Surely, once yeah. you get above, once you get above a hundred dollars, it's. But all there just- are those people that are the, what's the word for them? Onophiles for people that love wine. Chewers. Chewers. Chewerphiles. Yeah. yeah. Chewers unite. Yeah. Um, I think they have no price limit on their thing. Mm. Sure. But I think they also must be rich because I don't know that that seems like an awful lot of money for a bottle of wine. That is just, I, I'm always like, I could buy a shirt for that or two shirts at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you think of it is in shirts. I think of it in clothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think of it in clothing. I was like, I could buy a pair of shoes probably for that or more. Because you, you were at a fashion event last night? Yesterday day, I think. Right. And what was, was it? Dave? It was for Vivian Westwood. Um, it was her first show in London in a long time. She's been showing her collection in Paris for a while now. So she, it was her return, Dame Vivian Westwood, I should say. And it was kind of a global call to action on climate change. And I went out and um, talked about needing more heroes, things like that. Right. While wearing quite the getup. I was wearing a pillowcase that had a neck slit and arm slits and it had a hand-drawn caricature of her on it she drew it and then some silver thigh-high boots and a big crown that said angel on it but it was a paper crown and then it had silver tinsel hanging from the crown at one point so it was quite a fashion look let me tell you as wow Whenever I see you, fashion, fashion, you wouldn't understand. Ed is wearing that right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't That's believe what... it. I thought I was being unique, and here we are. Yeah, that whenever, is a great outfit. Whenever I see really high uh, fashion things like that, I just think oh, I could get a bottle of wine for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buy a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. Buy a nice bottle of wine for that uh, <laughs> coat. Yeah. Did you do a speech about climate change? Did you say tell them about how there's bread running in the fields. And I talked about. Um, no, I actually talked about the financial system, right? Um, and how obviously the something called rot dollar—that's what she calls the evil rotten financial system. Uh-huh. Rot dollar is the mechanism by, that favors the already rich by taxing the already poor. That is one of my direct lines. Right. So there's that, and it's funny to say all that to a fashion crowd who's like got a lot of fancy clothes on yeah sure yeah they're, 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 they're like this might be directed at, is this directed is at, this us, directed Rose? at us i'm like excuse yes, me yes it is <laughs> yes it is um have you always been into into wine since like uh you know adulthood or something well actually no they in italy they start you at age five uh-huh. um, it's around age five and they give you a glass of water and they put a couple of drops of red wine but they have an incredibly low incidence of alcoholism in italy right like very very low and I think it's because they normalize it and it's not like something that's kept from you, mm-hmm. like that you're meant to go binge on. Right, yeah. It's not really the the look there, the binging, not so much. England no. and America and Australia, they, they, they love a good binge and probably some yeah. other places too. Sure. 
Because uh, well, obviously yeah. we're told to stay away from that. It's bad. Oh, be careful. Yeah. Right. So then you get a chance and you're like, oh, yeah. it's on. I was the same with like, I think I, it's the same with anything. It's the same with like junk food and things like that. If you grow up mm-hmm. being told that it's really bad and you can't have it, as soon as you leave home, you're like, I can do it. Well, that's kind of what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, with that. We were, my father was um, definitely, he was like farm to table before that was ever popular. And we were only allowed to have cereal that came in paper bags. Right. Nothing was plastic. So that was ahead of the curve. Um, so no BPAs or whatever the hell that's called. And, um, but then when I left the house, I was like, hello, Taco Bell. What is your name? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Taco Bell. What is your name? It's such a great, (laughs) a great order to say it in. (laughs) Um, wow. So cereal in paper bags. I'm not familiar with this. No, you have to go to the hippie store for that. No. Right. Deep hippie. And what kind of cereal is it? Puffed rice. Oh. With, it tastes like cardboard. Just puffed rice. Puffed rice with soy milk. Whoa. Yeah, we were never allowed to own a microwave. We didn't nothing. I mean, this like is in the, the commune still as well. No, this is even in America. Right. So even so, oh, so the commune was in Italy. Italy. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. I was being offered puffed rice with soy milk for breakfast, I'd be a pill person. So yeah. Maybe that's like, what happened. Give to me, me that pill. Like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's quite a food journey you've had of like yeah, yeah to, to, like to, to go from with- the best food ever in Tuscany to to American fried fluorescent colored weirdness to then trying to be an adult out in the world but never having learned how to cook it's it's a little unmanageable and then becoming a super taster that's and then becoming a super yeah, taster yeah, i mean the narrative of the whole thing is like yeah that's, that's a, why i like rice pudding so much oh really not with cinnamon that's too much for me i mean we're coming and to your not dessert. with raisins we're coming to your dessert now oh, i'm gonna throw you for a curve with my dessert oh is, it, is the dessert not gonna be rice pudding no do you want to Throw rice pudding in there as an honourable munchin? Uh, rice pudding definitely, <laughs> if it's done right, gets an honourable munchin. Not with raisins, though. I don't like the raisins in it, no. Raisins, scram. And no, no cinnamon? No cinnamon. Just straight rice pudding. Straight up rice pudding. Right. Yeah, that's it's how I like my drink. Oh, yeah. Plain and I can chew it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to chew a rice pudding. You've got to chew a little rice bit, pudding. Not much. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> rice pudding, not wine. I'm looking forward to this curveball now. This is where I go into the deep south in America. I oh. like red velvet cake. Oh, yeah. And that's, I, I make it actually, and I make quite a good one. Um, the secret is putting in two giant bottles of red food coloring so it looks just like blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you have a white cream cheese frosting, which is delightful. And uh, it's just like red and white, but really red. And a kind of a German chocolate base, which is kind of a milk chocolate. So right. it's not like a, a lot of people use a, like a, a dark chocolate base and that just makes your cake look muddy okay. instead of bloody. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. You want bloody, not muddy. Bloody, not, bloody, muddy. not muddy. Always remember that, kids. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. So you've got a germ. Oh, I've, I've, I've always been, I think I've had good red velvet stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and not so good. I've had not so good too. Yeah. So, but and, when you get a good one, you're like, that is delightful. And it was yeah. Elvis's favorite. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm yeah. not sure that's a good thing for a food. I think in terms it's of, the best thing for a food. What, it being Elvis's favourite? Yep. He also liked fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Yeah. Which I've tried. Not fried, but I've toasted them. That's quite good. I bet that'd be absolutely delicious, a fried peanut butter. But all the things he liked. Look, <laughs> if those things ended up, you know, cutting his life short, they must have been good. 
I think it was more the pills, but probably the that stuff didn't help sure. either. He was a pill person. Yeah, he was. He a pill person. He was a real pill person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, individually, they sound nice. I guess it's just the quantity that Elvis maybe struggled with. I went to Graceland actually. Oh yeah. And at first, I thought, ha ha ha, isn't this funny? And then by the end, you're crying because I didn't realize he's buried in the backyard. Oh, oh right. And that was a shock. Uh, I was like, oh. And then, but as you start going through the house, it gets kind of more and more depressing in a weird way. There's this room because he was so isolated from humans other than, you know, if he had to go to movies, he would rent out the whole movie theater, but he would go in the middle of the night. Um, He couldn't, obviously it was Elvis. So, you know, that, and he was um, hugely famous, especially in America. And, but by the end, there's this one room, his TV room, and he had a whole wall of TVs, but they have gunshot holes in them because he would get mad at the TV and shoot them. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And then you go out in the back to his grave. And that's Graceland, everybody. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a heavy end to a day out. It is. It's like, oh. <laughs> shot the TV. What, what shows would make you so angry that you would shoot the TV? Well, apparently you prefer The Voice to America's Got Talent. Yeah. So maybe oh. America or Britain's Got Talent, you would shoot your TV? I would shoot the TV Every time they hit an X, you yeah. pull the trigger, right? Pull the trigger. Yeah. Pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Red velvet. Now, red velvet cake. I've had nice red velvet cake, but it doesn't, the f- flavor is It doesn't go with the rest of it. It's, well, no, 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 not at all. And it doesn't have, doesn't have to go with the rest okay, of your meal. This good. is your dream meal. Yeah, yeah. It's not a particular flavor, is it? The red does not, it's not no, like a berry flavor. No, I think it's psychological. Right, Okay. One time I made a green velvet cake. It was the ugly. I ran out of red food coloring and it was someone's birthday. It was the ugliest cake you have ever seen. It was bright green with white frosting. It was disgusting looking, but it was really good. It was probably my best cake. Uh, but, yeah. but, it was just, but the crowd was a little shocked. Yeah, it just doesn't fit. Like, psychologically, psychologically yeah. it's a tough one to eat. Yeah. So it was St. Patrick's Day. For St. Patrick's Day, it was not St. Patrick's no, Day. No, this was a friend's birthday who was yeah. expected. Did you like, still call it a red velvet cake? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With an asterisk. Yeah, it's a red velvet cake, everyone. Also, if you didn't even reference it, it was green. They just said, I've made everyone a really nice red velvet cake and then produced that. I didn't reference it, actually, and I did what? produce it. And they, Did they say anything? Or did they go, oh, There was a oh, hush no. over the crowd. <laughs> a little hush, and then a bunch of talking. Yeah. Then it start to worry about, oh, she's colorblind she's as well colorblind now. She's colorblind too now. <laughs> it's, it's all... Oh, my God. Maybe. She's a super seer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think it, do, it does go one. very well with the rest of your meal because there's something red in your Oh, entire that's true. Meal. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. That yeah. runs through the whole... Yeah. That's a good through line. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you get a very red meal. Do you want to a change very... the color of your flag? No. No. All right, stick with Still orange. Still bright orange. <laughs> Still bright orange. Red is... I like red, but not as, uh, I wouldn't say that's my flag color. No, it's more flavor-wise. My book cover is even fluorescent orange. Is it? Mm-hmm. Brave by Rose McGowan. It is. Fluorescent it's, orange. Uh, I'll advertise it as much as I need to. Thank you, Pop Chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a quite cool nickname. Uh, right, I'm going to read your order back to you now, Rose. Okay. Uh, you would like still water. You would like some uh, a butter naan as your bread. You would like... For your starter, mozzarella, tomatoes, and olive oil. Your main, you would like pasta with tomatoes, basil, and parmesan. Side, oh, you, you also you don't want that crumbled. You want that sliced up. Yes, slivered. Um, uh, slivered. Uh, side dish, you would like sautéed spinach with garlic and olive oil. Drink an Opus One Super Tuscan red wine, and for dessert, red velvet cake made by your own hands. Correct. That is a That's very a nice menu. red meal. 
That's a very red meow. Yeah. <laughs> didn't realize how red it would be, did I, you? I, I did not know. When Ed revealed the redness, you were yeah. like, that is red, actually. Maybe that's a bit too red. red. Maybe that's, I'm, I'm going to have to rethink it. But I think, uh, no, it's good to go with one color. Would you like some beetroots? Chose, chose no, some beetroots in those there? are purple. They are purple, but they're, yeah. They, they look red. red on the plate. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I've got some bad news. A bull is walking past the restaurant. Oh, yeah. He's going to come crashing in here. Now he's we seen your meal. We need our bread farm to distract him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get rid of him. Well, thank you so much for coming, Rose. You've been a wonderful, thank you so much uh, for having me. wonderful guest in the restaurant. Thank you very thank you, much. Thank you. Thanks for coming. What a brilliant menu from Rose McGowan. Simple and delicious. Yeah, I love the sort of the three to four ingredients rule. Yeah, that's a very good rule. No, no one's really implemented that before on this podcast. And, and you know what? I, w- I wasn't spotting the uh, the revelation about the being a super taster. Oh, I did not see that coming. It was a massive twist and fascinating. I want, I want to meet more super tasters. So fascinating. And the fact it only came up about halfway through... As well. Yep. Whereas she was like, I'm going to keep that piece of information and I'm going to drop it in as a twist. Because if I was a super taster and I went on a food podcast, first before the microphones were on, I'd storm in and go, by the way, I'm a super taster. Yeah, just so you know, I'm a super taster. You're in the presence of a super taster. Yep. I- I'm going to start saying that anyway. <laughs> even, even though it's not true. People, you can't, people can't prove you wrong, can they? No, they can't tell me what I can taste or what I can't taste. I'm going to walk into a restaurant, say I'm a super taster, and get them on their best game. <laughs> James, here's, here's a point I'd like to raise. Yeah. Uh, Rose McGowan is such an interesting uh, woman and has done so much and I don't think does a lot of podcasts yeah yeah very rare to get Rose McGowan on a podcast actually do you think um, Mm. people are going to be angry that we literally talk to her about food for an hour oh we didn't ask her about more interesting stuff no (laughs) hmm that has occurred to me so I guess it would be quite you could get quite quite you could talk to her about very many, many fascinating things with Rose McGowan yes and we asked her Imagine a farm where all the animals are made of bread. And what does the brioche look like? And what's the brioche doing up on that hill? I mean, you are right. There is, as of time I asked her, you know, what, what colours the flag of your country? Yeah. Uh, if you're going to make it. It's like, I, I wasn't really dealt with. Oh, I didn't go much in depth about things. But, you know... <laughs> Those are our interests. But look, that's why we do, we do a food podcast, because we like food, guys. Yeah. So, you know, we're not here to do a sort of interesting WTF-style podcast. We want to ask people, what's that brioche doing on the hill? Yeah, what's the brioche doing on the hill? And, you know, how do you think that the bread farm and the cheese farm would get on with each other <laughs> if they were neighbours? But a brilliant menu and a brilliant guest. Uh, and also, she didn't. not only did she not say the secret ingredient, I was very surprised that she actively came out against the secret ingredient. Very happy with that. That Loved means that's it. a lifetime. You can come to this restaurant whenever you like. Yeah. We'll always cook you whatever you want because you've, without even, even being prompted, said that you hate foam. Well, she's a stockholder in the restaurant now. Yeah, she's a stockholder in the restaurant. She's yeah. my boss. Silent partner. A silent partner, Ed. And I'm completely happy with that. That was uh, It was very heartening to have a guest yes. call out the secret ingredient before we did. If you want to know uh, what Rose thinks about some genuinely interesting stuff that isn't bread farm based, you can yep. buy her book Brave, which I would highly suggest doing. Yep, that is out now. Uh, also, you can catch up with us. We're doing stuff. There's, there's Come catch up. Online. I'm on tour. If you go on to Ed Gamble Comedy on Twitter and Instagram, onto my website, edgamble.co.uk, you can find out about where I am, James. Yes, Ed. And I am uh, jamesacaster.com, and there's stuff on there. Links on there to gigs, to other stuff I've done. 
books and He's a productive stuff. man. There's a lot flying around. And James, we're having a little break, aren't we, from the podcast? Absolutely fair enough. You can't you can't come here every single week. We've got to have a holiday like anyone else. Look, it's with us, it's a dream meal, but not any dream will do. So we've got to take a little break sure, sure. and uh, find us some more lovely guests. Uh, and also, you're going abroad for some shows, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm going abroad for a bit. Melbourne, He's- New Zealand. So America. The problem with uh, James as a genie is uh, he's not one of those genies who can go from country to country, so he doesn't need to get a plane. So we can't afford to fly the genie back for any more podcasts. Yeah. So when the genie is back in town, we will be recording more and we'll be back for series two. But for now, let's leave the restaurant, turn off the lights and lock that door. Sleep tight, everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com My name is Ian Smith. And I'm Amy Gledhill. And we are from the Northern News Podcast. Where we take a deep dive into the bizarre stories we find from the North. Hey, and if you like food, and I know you like food actually, because you're listening to Off Menu. We've got stories about pigs getting coaxed off roundabout with crisps. We've got stories about gravy wrestling in car parks. We've got stories about restaurants getting one-star food hygiene ratings. And record-breaking Yorkshire puddings. And we've got special guests. Which you may remember from off-menu episodes such as... Maisie Adam, Tim Key, Rosie Jones, Fatah El Ghori, Phil Wang, and he hasn't been on off-menu... But we got Kevin Kennedy, who played Curly Watts in Coronation Street. Take that, eh, caster? So please, give a listen to the Northern News Podcast. Every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 